Yeah, he's very discerning. He has a very... That's, he's a, a distinguished palate, if you will. There you go. And we miss that on the yeah, show. Yeah, So we thought, well, let's try to maybe substitute that. Yeah. So I was talking to... Actually, I think this might have been your idea, Marcy. Well, you know, I have more of a Walmart palate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes, Steven's stuff's expansive. <laughs> Hi, this is Brandy, and I'm a big-ass runner from Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Mitten State. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, Brandy, excellent job. That was a fresh, new intro, and you did such an amazing job. Love the state of Michigan. Visited there many times. We have lots of amazing big ass runner herd members out there. So thank you so much for that awesome introduction. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast. My name is Jeff Harold. This is episode number 107. Very excited about this show. I think it's going to be a really fun one and informative. You know, our goal here is to entertain and encourage the everyday runner. And I think we're going to do that today. I think we're going to do that today. In segment number one, I have discovered, and I heard this at a conference, so it's not my original thought, but one of my favorite speakers I heard at this conference shared the biggest obstacle to achieving our goals. And I loved his conversation, and I'm going to share what I learned with you, the biggest obstacle to overcoming your goals. What do you think that is? Well, we're going to find out in segment number one. And then segment number two, she's back, Marcy Baser. Now, you know, one of our favorite segments that we do, and we get a lot of feedback on, is Stephen's new ass stuff. Well, now that Stephen isn't on the show as regularly as we'd like him to be, Marcy's stepping in and she is doing a segment called Marcy's Cheap Ass Stuff. So we'll find out what that means in segment number two. But before we get to that, had a couple of things I wanted to share. First, you guys know what big fans of Path Projects we are. They are one of our partners. We love their products. We, we were wearing their products before we even engaged in our partnership. And they have their graphic t-shirts, which I wear pretty much on every run, are on sale. I don't know why they don't do sales because they don't have to, but their graphic t-shirts are on sale right now, 20% off. And they've got a bunch of new colors. So go to pathprojects.com, go to the t-shirts, you'll see them there. They are made out of this tinsel material that, you know what I learned recently, not only is it great when you sweat, sweat wicking and all that, but it doesn't stink. It doesn't allow bacteria or something. Whatever whatever the stinky thing is after you wear a shirt and sweat in it and starts to smell, it eliminates all that. So pathprojects.com, 20% off. Grab them while you can. It's not going to last long. In fact, I hope they're still 20% off by the time this episode drops. So that's number one, pathprojects.com. And then number two, we got such good feedback on our segment we did last episode around. It was from I Run Far. They had their recommendations on 
toppings and gels and shoes and bars. I got a lot of great feedback, found a lot of value in that. And I actually heard from Courtney Lynn Johnson because she had a great tip. This is a pro tip. She says, I'm not a huge fan of gels, but I do like to use Hammer Nutrition's Montana Huckleberry Gel in place of jelly when I make PB&Js for training runs. It's a good way to get some rapid energy without the crash of simple sugars. Genius. This is a great idea. I'm going to try this. The Hammer Nutrition Montana Huckleberry Gel in place of jelly. And then I thought, man, what if you took the trail nut butter we talked about last week and that and made your peanut butter jellies? That's next level. That's next level. So love that pro tip, Courtney. Thanks for sharing that. I'm absolutely going to try that as I start to build my miles up and train for the Lake Murray race in October. Awesome, awesome recommendation. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 107 of the Big Ass Runner. Well, as trail runners, we have big goals. It's part of why we love trail running. There are big goals out there to be had. We've talked to so many people on this show who have accomplished big goals. I think of Courtney Boyle, who did the Cocodona 250 now twice, and she's attacking the other 200-mile-plus races. A lot of you have done 100Ks, 50Ks, 25Ks, 10Ks. A lot of, these are all big compared to the person usually you, you, you know, you're talking to in the office. Even a 5K is amazing. So we we have big goals as trail runners. We did a segment a few episodes ago about goals. We talked to Thomas, whose goal is to run around the circumference of the world. I mean, this big goals. And so, you know, goals and goal setting is always on my mind. And I think it is for a lot of trail runners. And I went to a leadership conference a week and a half ago, and my favorite speaker talked about goals. He is a goal person. That's kind of his deal, his gig. It's a guy named John Acuff, and he's a public speaker. He is a author, New York Times bestselling author, et cetera, et cetera. And I found his information super helpful, and I wanted to share it because it was all about goals. And he talked about the biggest obstacle that we face when trying to accomplish big goals. Any idea what that might be? It's pretty simple. And I think once I say it, you'll go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's overthinking. We overthink about our goals. And it looks like this. And you've heard people say this. Hey, I'd like to do that fill in the blank, but I'm too slow. I am too heavy. I'm too old. I'm too untrained. And you've heard people say, hey, quit overthinking this so much or, you know, it's all in your head or get out of your own way. 
These are all signs that we overthink. And for whatever reason, a lot of us, I think, are bent towards not the negative, but, and I don't know why it is, but a lot of times the first thoughts we have are towards a little bit of either the negative or or the why I can't. So it's this idea of of overthinking. I had a, a great example of this that happened to me the other day. I'm trying to get back into pickleball. I played a lot of pickleball during the pandemic. 2020, I guess we're still in it to some degree, but a lot in 2020. And then as I was training for the Black Canyon 100, that fell off and I was doing more training for the race. And I want to pick it back up because I enjoy it. I like it. And so Timmy time and a friend of mine, Ian play on Tuesday night. So they invited me out Tuesday night and I get out there and the competition level is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. These guys and gals out there are really good players. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not good enough. I haven't played enough. I, I'm not a very good pickleball player. I started playing these soundtracks in my head of getting in my head, overthinking it versus just getting out there and having fun and hitting the ball around and enjoying myself. And I, after hearing this talk, I go, that's exactly what I was doing. I was overthinking it. I was thinking of all these reasons why I can't play. And in fact, the following week after I went out there and lost every game that I played, I didn't want to go back out because I just didn't want to either embarrass myself. And with pickleball, you play with a teammate. And the way that this works is you just sort of get put with another player. So I always felt bad. I was letting them down. And the other team would always hit it to me. And so like oh, I can tell they're you know they're hitting it to me because I'm the weaker player, and so you start overthinking it, and you start thinking about reasons why you don't want to play anymore. This is a, the exact thought I had when I thought about 100k. I thought about, well, gosh, I've only done a 50. I don't think I can go twice that far. I'm, you know, I'm too. I'm a Clydesdale. I, I almost almost use Clydesdale as as an excuse. I'm a Clydesdale. Clydesdale's. You know, we're, we're slower, we're heavier, we can't do 100K and started overthinking it. And what I loved is he started explaining why we do that. And I, I mentioned before, I don't know why we do that, but after he explained why we overthink, it made total sense. And it's that we have these soundtracks playing in our head. And I just mentioned a bunch of them. Well, I'm to this or I'm to that, or fill in the blank. There's tons of soundtracks that we play in our head when we think about these big goals. He talked about when someone suggested him writing a book. He's like, well, I I can't write a book. I'm too busy, or I've never written a book before. I'm not an author. I'm not accomplished. I'm. You start playing these negative soundtracks in his head. And so he realized over time that we've got to stop playing those negative soundtracks. First of all, we have to identify them, identify that it's happening. And now that I've talked about this, you're going to see this play out in your life because you're going to have a situation. You're going to go, oh, I can't because, and you're going to wait a minute. That's overthinking. That's a negative 
soundtrack, you'll start to identify it. And that's part of, of overcoming it is identifying it. And that happened to me last Tuesday night at Picklebod. Decided to go back out and play with my friend Ian. And I started playing these negative soundtracks like, oh, I'm, I, I can't return a serve or my serve's not very – I just started playing these negative soundtracks like, oh, there it is. There it is. I need to stop playing those negative soundtracks. I've identified it, and I need to replace them with new positive soundtracks. It's not like, you know, the Stuart Smalley thing from Saturday Night Live. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. And one of the things John says in his book is that broken soundtracks are one of the most persuasive forms of fear because every time you listen to one, it gets easier to believe the next time. Have you ever judged an idea as too dumb to even write down? Well, that's a broken soundtrack. You ever told yourself the same story I do about why someone didn't text back? That's a broken soundtrack. Has it ever felt like you have a pocket jury with you, cross-examining every new opportunity until you dare not chase it? That's a broken soundtrack. The good news is, is that you are bigger than your brain. It's just one part of you, and you can control it. How do you do that? By creating a new soundtrack, by creating positive soundtracks. You can write a book. You must write a book. People do it all the time. He told a story about a lady who had been laid off in 2001 after the dot-com bust. She had had to take three jobs and cobble them together just to match her previous salary. She was a documentary film researcher and distributor. And one of the jobs that she took just to make you know, part of her salary back was answering the phones as a receptionist in a small office. She said, it wasn't the direction I wanted to go. I was trying to move into a creative film, not make minimum wage answering phones. Overthinking could have gotten very loud in that moment and played a number of soundtracks. It would have sounded something like this. The entitlement soundtrack would have said, I shouldn't have to answer phones. This work is beneath me. The regret soundtrack would have been something like, my last job was so much better than these other three I have to work just to get by. The fear soundtrack would have sounded like, well, the economy collapses again and I lose these jobs, what would happen? The blame would be, it's it's not my fault I'd lost my job. Life is so unfair. And the resignation soundtrack would be, this is how things will be forever. I've probably played that one a few too many times. But instead of listening to any of those broken soundtracks, Colleen decided to look at the situation with fresh eyes. She says, I discovered something. I was doing this job as much for me as I was doing it for them. If I wanted to grow, I had to make the path because there was no clear path from just answering the phones. The company wasn't going to give me a path. If I wanted to find the path and enjoy the day, I had to change things. So while Colleen's dreams had been knocked off course, she decided to control the things that she could control. 
She says, instead of being disappointed that my career took a step backward, I decided to make it my job to offer the best customer service I could. So she made a choice. Instead of listening to a soundtrack that said, I have a menial job, she came up with her own soundtrack. My job is to offer the best customer service. A thousand other people in that situation would have let the circumstances dictate their soundtracks, as evidenced by every sandwich some grumpy person has served me in airport food courts. But Colleen did just the opposite. Once you've picked the right soundtrack, it gets easier to pick the right actions. That's how it always goes. Your thoughts empower your actions, which in turn generate your results. She said, I leveraged a connection to get us a coffee machine and pods. I offered every visitor in the office an espresso or cappuccino. The tired, stressed out customers noticed a difference. After a long day of seeing expensive rental properties in a city where finding a place to live is a competitive sport, weary clients would return to the real estate office where Colleen was and she welcomed them into her sanctuary. Super cool story, but it doesn't end there. Colleen became one day the CEO. Didn't happen overnight, but over time, it certainly did. It was this change in her soundtracks that she was playing that made all the difference. So my question to you, what are the broken soundtracks you are playing that's keeping you from maybe even setting a big goal and achieving a big goal? Well, there's three actions that John says that can change your thoughts from a super problem into a super power. First, retire your broken soundtracks. You got to know what they are, identify them, retire them. Two, replace them with new ones. What are your new soundtracks? I am an ultra runner. I'm going to be an ultra runner. I'm going to accomplish that 100K. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get that 10K PR because I'm a runner. I'm putting in the work. I can do it. Replace them with the new ones is number two. And number three, repeat them until they're as automatic as the old ones. Retire, replace, repeat. That's it. He says, I don't know what your dream is. It's probably different from mine. But I do know one thing, overthinking is getting in the way. It's time to do something about it. And by the way, that's just chapter one of his book. He's got the rest of the book that I haven't read yet, but I've bought it. I've got it in my hands right now. It's called Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking. Overthinking being the cause that many of us do not set and accomplish our big goals this is by New York Times bestselling author, John A. Cuff. I am putting this into practice right now, not only in my trail running, not only in my pickleball, in my professional life, in my personal life. I thought of myself as a pretty positive person, but after hearing his talk and reading some of this book, I've identified that I've got some negative soundtracks, some broken soundtracks I play over and over. I'm identifying them. Retiring them, replacing them, 
I'm super excited. Hope this was helpful. Hope that's super practical. Hope it helps you accomplish your big goals because trail runners, the big ass runner herd, I know you guys out there have big goals and we are here to help you accomplish them together. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there. Just making it happen. This week, we have one of our big ass runner Strava Club members. Did you guys know we have a, it's not a club, it's a group, Strava Group, big ass runner Strava Group. It is growing like crazy. Well, I wanted to give Zach Litoff a big shout out and kudo. He is in, I don't know if it's Louisville or Louisville, I think it's Louisville, Colorado. It's in Boulder County, I believe. So awesome. I love Colorado so much. But man, Zach is putting in the miles. He's just been so consistent throughout the months of June. Dropped a little bit into July and August. Man, he's cranking it up. Last week, he had 70 miles for the week. This week, he's already off to a huge start, 42. So Zach, I just wanted to say, hey, man, great job. Logging those miles out there in beautiful Colorado. I will be out there later this fall. Can't wait. So, Zach, killing those miles out there in Louisville, Colorado. Way to go, Zach. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Baser. Hi, Jeff. How what are you? What is happening? Oh, man. It's so good to be here. Well, it's good to have you. We had you last week for a little cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Timmy Time singing his little heart his out. His crooning. It is. Yes. And this week, doing his own cameo is Timmy Time. What up? <laughs> I want to hear my music, y'all. <laughs> You both have such good songs. I don't even have a song. <laughs> you know, you, you have a, a song. You're like song. your Bee Gees. Something, yeah, something from the Bee Gees is totally what I was going to say. Oh, like this? Well, we're very excited to have Marcy here because one of the most popular segments we've done on this show is a segment we call Stephen's New Ass Stuff. Yes. Where Stephen Pritt, who used to be co-host and comes on now as Cameo as well. Whom we miss from time. We do miss. We do miss. He will be back on at some point periodically. But he comes on. He is a gearhead. He loves to buy and try new items. Everything. Yes. Yeah, he always he really has something does. new. Something Good cool. Stuff. Yeah. He's very discerning. He has a very... That's, he's a... A distinguished palate, if you will. There you go. And we miss that on the yeah, show. Yeah. So we thought, well, let's try to maybe substitute that. Yeah. So I was talking to, actually, I think this might have been your idea, Marcy. Well, you know, I have more of a Walmart palate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes, Tim's Steven stuff's expansive. 
<laughs> Steven's more of a Nordstrom. Yeah. You're more of a Walmart. Yeah. Ross. Yes. Ross. So this segment is called Marcy's Cheap Ass Stuff. Yes. It's very fitting. Yes. So Marcy, you're going to bring us some, uh, some of the items that you have found yeah, on the yeah. cheap. On the cheap. On the cheap that you know. perhaps have lasted perhaps not you know some work and some don't you don't know what you're gonna get when you're getting cheap ass stuff (laughs) until you try it but the cool thing is you didn't spend that much so it ain't no big deal that's right you're not out much yeah i do have a question to set this segment up Uh, have you always been yes cheap ass marcy yes yes because you know you guys do pretty well i would imagine you could probably afford nicer huh. things i'm poor but tim does all right <laughs> <laughs> i think you're married one you're, of us is on more of a budget than the other you're, yeah. well, that's true <laughs> uh, have you always been more on the frugal side i am i am you know what i'll tell you why too my mother taught me at a very young age i was in middle school and, you know, I mean, we were like just straight up middle class. It wasn't like we had a ton, but we never missed a meal either. Um, and she took me one time and she told me what my back to school budget was in 1987 she or was whatever it was. setting a budget. That's yeah. good. Yeah. She taught me money and she taught me money well. And she said, now we can go to the mall and get your sweet guest jeans that you want. I wanted the white ones, little zippers on the uh, side. Cool. Who? Oh so did I. How about so that? Cool. She goes, we can go to the mall and you can get one outfit at the mall, your guest jeans, a little shirt to go with it. Or she goes, let me take you over to this little place that I know about. Ooh. She took me to the Sam's Club. No. Changed my life that you know, day. But Sam's has good stuff. Though. I filled up the cart. I kid you not. She was like, "You can pretty much fill up this cart with whatever you want, and it's going to cost you about the same thing." So I got an entire wardrobe at Sam's Club, which today, in today's term, is Costco, for the what I could have gotten my one guest outfit for. And I was like, you know what? More is better. And that was born. And that's not always been a great motto in my life. But, you know, when it comes to, like, clothing, more is better. What's interesting, because how old were you at the time? I was in middle school. Because yeah. I, I would imagine a lot of middle, middle schoolers would have said, I want my guests changed. I don't care if it's the only I thing want I want a Gerbos. Yeah, but I'm super gluttonous. So, uh, yeah, more so than trendy and caring what everybody thought i just was you're more quantity over quality yeah yeah i'm not really saying that's the way to go <laughs> i'm just saying that's Except how for I her know. marriage her marriage yes. she likes quality yes <laughs> how true that's what that my is. mother taught me and her mother it, it's this has been passed down through generations i feel like it was bred in me honestly it's in your dna it's definitely in my dna it's in the genes it's in the it's gene in the, pool literally yeah. in your genes Literally, literally, so <laughs> in Costco jeans, cheap ass Costco <laughs> Sam's, jeans. not even Costco, no, not Sam's. Even yeah, not even Costco. Costco was the figment of our imagination. Oh, when you see her at TJ Maxx, oh, she's she on holiday. She's on holiday. Yeah. Holiday. I walk time. in and I'm like, holiday, Clavin and cheers, Marcy. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that true throughout? All aspects of your life, like so. If you go to the restaurant, you're thinking, "Oh no, 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 no!" no. I don't want to buy. No. I want to get the fillet. No, no, I'm going to no, get no. the chopped beef. No, no. she picks I, and chooses. Yeah, I mean, like she's a foodie. Stuff that most women care about, like clothing and jewelry. I think I just never learned to appreciate the finer things. Got but it. 
I totally learned to appreciate the finer things of food. Food, yes. Her name's MB and she loves MP. What's that? Market, Market price. price. Market price. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I didn't yeah. know that. What, what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> he is. I totally make up for it. So it's not like I'm saving my husband a whole lot of money because when we go out to eat, he pays for it yeah. there. I mean, it all nets out. I don't oh. ever get anything off the dollar menu yeah. at Taco Bell anymore. Whoa. I go for the full price thing. Yeah. And by the way, big news. <gasps> I have not rest- I have not actually had one since it's been back, but I the Mexican pizza is they're back. They're always out. Yeah, yeah. they're sold out because sold they're, out. they're amazing. So oh, they are amazing. They are totally amazing. And I would say this. Here's what I would say. I'd say, why do they get rid of the Mexican pizza? People are like, what was so great about the Mexican pizza? Well, yeah. now you know. sold out. You, you take something what? away? Two tortillas, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got that background. All right. So now we're going to... Dive into maybe a couple items that you've discovered. Oh, I've got one item. Oh, but I've got a lot to say about it. Oh, so we're being frugal. We oh, have yeah. one item. We don't we're need more than one. I don't get more than one at a time. That would be ridiculous, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Unless so, it's food. <laughs> what is the one item well, you're bringing Jeff, to the we're gonna need some cheap pictures. We're going to need some pictures for you to put on your website. Well, let we'll, me... We'll, <clears throat> We'll can deal I, with this later. Yeah. Can I set something up? A little, little set up well, from I don't know. time. What are you going to set up? Okay, so Marcy's got a watch. So I've been trying to get her, you know, both, like we both have, to try and get into running, walking. So I bought her two garments so far. But two she, garments? Two yeah, garments. But she wants them. Break. She wants them to be pretty. Yeah, sure. They're so the garments. I, w- I mean, I'm, I'm already going there. Yeah. The garments. I'm sure you and your listeners are all about the garments. Love I don't live that heavy <laughs> of a lifestyle of working out or, I don't know, doing anything crazy. I have lost two garments due to my athletic, strenuous abilities. Yeah, she broke them. Broke two of them. No way. Yes. You yeah. broke two garments. Two garments. Perfectly good garments. I've had uh, the same garment for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Except I the mean, one you lost in the lake. Well, yeah, except for that one. So how did they didn't you, lose, they died. How did you break them? Well, I went diving in one, <laughs> scuba diving, but I didn't go below the 20 feet that no. I was allowed to go. It says 100 meters. Yeah, yeah, that thing broke. So you tell me. Like, I don't know, sh- like shattered? I didn't, I didn't, no, it just, I came up and it didn't work anymore. Wow. No shark bit my arm, nothing happened. It just quit working. The <laughs> other one just stopped working like in my sleep. I think I, I might. I do put it through a lot of workouts in my sleep. That's the only place is in my sleep. I get a lot Marcy of workouts. Marcy likes the steps and the sleep. <laughs> We've talked about it. That's that's what I'm all about. Have you have you tried to recharge the battery? Yes. <laughs> I know that's an obvious. I know you, statement. But it, you know what? Good word, Jeff. Good word because you never know with me. But yes, they have been charged. They've well, been recharged. They've been charged. let's let's start it over. Let's take it back to factory set dead like Tried black. All. Nothing's happening. Interesting. Dead. I know. Interesting. Well, you know what, Garmin? I hope you're listening right now, and I hope you would like to reach out to me, and we can talk further about this. But yes. if not, <laughs> big. We they're, have they're a big moved sponsor on. Of the show, actually, well, no. we've got a new sponsor. All right, um, we have a new watch. Yeah. In your hands, you have a, was it sort of a cardboard package Well, of I sorts? have brought the box it came in, and I'm, for a reason, Jeff, because I can't read the name 
of what my new watch is called. So I have not named it the Garmoon. Yes. Let me look you at this. look at this and you tell me what is that? Aptek. Aptek. Some of those aren't even letters. No, it's like hieroglyphics. Yeah. yeah. There's some letters. It's and, alien technology. And there's not enough vowels. Well, here's what's what's ironic is it says right below smartwatch. Oh. But smart person can't read this. No. No, no. I did look and it is made in China. So there may be, I think maybe they were trying to write letters that they weren't quite ready for. <laughs> and we may be having a little mixture of some some Chinese letters. What are those called? Ag, yeah. Ag anyone? Tech? Anyone? Nobody. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Agpatech, maybe. Smartwatch, not We're going to go with Garmoon. the Garmoon. We so call it call, the Garmoon. You call it a Garmoon? Yeah. Does, does it look like a Garmin? Oh, it looks exactly like a Garmin. I've had more compliments on this watch. <laughs> I kid you not. I have had more compliments. Oh, my gosh. I love your Garmin. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, this is a Garmoon. It's similar to a Garmin, but this bad boy cost $45. Whoa. Yeah. You can get similar gar- Garmin. For around, I don't know, four hundred dollars for the particular <laughs> style I have of my Garmin. I would like to point out, not only, I mean, obviously, the first thing that attracted me to the Garmin, which I found on Amazon. Oh, I was going to ask you that question. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. You know what? It. We'll put a link to this, people. We'll put a link to this. Um, it was the price, of course. It was $45 versus the 400 I was looking at. So it was 10% at. of what you're looking to spend. Good math skills, Jeff. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I just knew it was a lot less. Have you ever heard of the store Sam Moon? Yes. Okay, that's why it's the Garmoon. Oh, <laughs> that's where. Because yeah, Gar- yeah. Sam Moon is the king of cheap jewelry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, this is the Garmoon. <laughs> this is the Garmoon. Got it. If they don't carry it, I would highly recommend that Sam Moon start carrying the Garmoon. So it looks beautiful. This bad boy, I'm going to start with everything I love about the Garmoon. This thing holds a charge. She like sat it for a month. Nobody's business. I've charged it one <laughs> wow. time. I'm not even kidding you. The Garmin, my Garmin that I used to have, both of them, I used to have to charge them like every three or four days. Tim would be like, hey, is your watch working? And I'd look down and been like dead for like a day and a half and I didn't even <laughs> notice it. <laughs> and he was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. So, so the Garmin lasts, I'm guessing... Because I don't know. I'm only half charged down, and I've had it for, I don't know, five weeks? Maybe more. Wow. I think this is going to last through 2024 <laughs> on this charge is what I'm thinking we're going to get. Yeah. So the charge, the price, incredible. The look, oh, yeah. It's a, it's I'm, getting, I'm getting people ask. They're like, where did you get yeah. this? So three out of the first three, real good. So let's talk about durability. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I haven't like try to go deep sea diving with this bad boy yet but i will oh i will <laughs> put it oh, the ringer. i will i will i'm gonna do everything i do with my garmin but i will say we do have some performance issues Uh-oh. surprisingly with Is the there garmin. A chink in the proverbial armor it does like i can only i mean not every night does it check my sleep but most well you know every there was other. like a four day period that either i wasn't sleeping which i kind of felt like i wasn't 
I didn't sleep for four days, according to the Garmin. According to the Garmin. I did feel like crap. It was a tough four days, so maybe I was restless. I don't know what happened, but we weren't recording any sleep at all. It said, you didn't sleep last night. I'm like, oh. <laughs> at all. No wonder. Double up on the coffee, baby. She this woke up with 30,000 steps. Yeah. Well, wow, speaking of which... The first day I put it on, I jumped in the bathtub because I was just dirty as hell that day. And I was taking a bath, and I think I got 400 steps in the in the bathtub. So I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, but either way, I was like, wow. I mean, I moved around a little bit, but I don't know about 400 steps. So for those bath. who you count steps and yeah. want a lot it's of a steps bonus. to have yeah. to do anything, So I'm not real sure how accurate the Garmoon <laughs> is, but I haven't had any more bathtub steps since then and i've been looking yeah. i've been looking and hoping really i hit my 10th i never miss my ten thousand steps oh, with nice, the garden nice. yeah so i feel like it really helps me work out more um what else about the garment i feel like mm, everybody's not really that into working out but likes the look of the watch is gonna love the garment yeah. yeah and easy to get oh yeah oh yeah it's amazon it's a click but you can't how do you search for it if you can't Garmin. If you what if you search Garmin? I feel like within the next four weeks you'll probably be able to find it by Garmin. <laughs> True. I feel like this is going to trend. Word is going to get out. Yeah, it totally is. If not, we can put the <laughs> online and we'll figure out <laughs> and we'll put so, it up there. So how did you find it when you searched? What did, what did you uh, search for? Fake Garmin. Oh, that's a good question. I think I was looking at um, smartwatch. Either smartwatch watch or um, other things I don't really do with a watch. I, sleeping watch. <laughs> I think I might have looked for sleeping watch or a step watch because that's really what I care about. How many steps did I get and how well did I sleep? Turns out my steps are way up, but I no longer sleep according to the Garmin. So, no wonder yeah. you feel so tired. So if I'm going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the Garmin, I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up. I'm real happy. I'm still wearing it. it. You're wearing it. I'm wearing it. You're getting compliments. I never get a compliment yeah. on my Garmin. Do yeah. you too many time? Every once in a while. That one guy when you were at the airport was like, hey, are you an ultra runner? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's no, true. they're not asking me that necessarily. <laughs> but it's other friends that are sitting in chairs asking these questions. Hey, I like the way your, your watch looks. Sitting in a, chairs. Is that getting, a Garmin? Getting their it, toes does, done. Yeah, drinking wine. <laughs> does it start with 10,000 steps when you wake up? <laughs> No, but it'll somewhat accurately measure your sleep. Not really, but your steps are going to be... I got 22 just sitting here talking to you and the, Very my good. feet were getting rubbed. Well, you have it's a it's a nice soft pink color. It's love, And it comes in other colors. Well, that's it, what I was going to ask. Men's and women's. Yeah. And, and what's the size of it? Would it be comparable it's to... It's big. It's as big it as the Garmin. It looks like a good size. It, yeah, like a, like a, maybe a 945, the Garmin. It's as big as Timmy's. 235, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably not as big as the Phoenix, but somewhere. Let's see your Phoenix. Look at that. Look at that action. Yeah, yours is a little bigger. It's hefty. The I don't think I could hold that up on my arm on a daily basis. No, that's, why this, that's why my left bicep's so big. So obviously. Obviously. Strong. Yeah. So it comes to another color. Do you remember what, what just like a other green, yellow, black. white, I know black? It, no, not tons of colors. There was like, I remember a black and I think a gray and I think the pink. Okay. I'm not normally a pink person, but I had a light blue one Garmin yeah. that I really enjoyed and a white one. So this was the only pastel. And I thought, you know what? I th- I'm going to go for good. it. It looks yeah. good. We'll yeah. It a, does look good. We'll take a photo. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take a, a photo. photo of this. And if anybody would like the link, just 
shout out to me. I'd be happy to send you the Garmin. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was funny. We were at uh, Target one day because her watch broke. So we're like, well, let's go to Target. And we were looking at watches. And she's like, hey, let me check this one out. I like the weather it looks like. And the guy's like, you can't take it out of the box. He's I like, was pissed. <laughs> How can I not take it out of the box? I want to see if it fits. He's like, yeah, you can't take it out of the box. Why? She boycotted Target. Whoa. Yeah. Carbons, they're well, dead to me. Really? Well, yeah. at least for a day. For for that day, they're gone? I have only bought very few things from Target. Wow. <laughs> so Garmin I and forgot Target. I boycotted them. Target, yeah. Garmin and Target. Who else is on your boycott? Anybody else on that list? It just really depends on the day. Sometimes Tim. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes Tim. Tim. Sometimes yeah. he's on You know the who's list. never on her list? Who? El Rowdy. Hefe. Oh, yeah. El Jefe? Never. Ne- I've never made the list? No. Never. Wow. There's nothing. You should try harder. You <laughs> even, no. even after that meatloaf performance from last week? It was beautiful. It <laughs> yeah. was beautiful. You, as long I as got, you're trying your best. I got put on a lot of lists on after that. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Calls. It was Calls. the ham loaf. Nah, you were fantastic. You've like never been ha- on the list. Had a ham hock caught in my throat. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad about that. Well, this has been very informational, <laughs> educational, yes. recreational. It's all the all the all anoles I can think of. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back. So you just. You know, remember this segment as you're mm-hmm. living your your life, and you come across. There some is a lot of cheap ass cheap crap ass in my life. I'll you she likes I mean, two buck Chuck. Mm-hmm. Two well, buck. you say that, not really. There was a time in my life I liked the two buck Chuck, but do you know what that is? Is it the cheap meat? No, no. it's cheap wine from uh, Trader oh, yeah, Joe's. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually not bad. Yeah, not um, bad. Yeah. You can buy a little bit more expensive wine now. Well, like four buck Chuck. <laughs> okay, does it yeah. come in a box? I like box wine. There's nothing wrong with box wine. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Well, thank you, Marcy, for enlightening uh, the big you. ass from herd. We'll put a picture on Instagram and a link if you're interested in the garment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is Marcy Bazer. The one and only. Having me, Jeff. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 107 of The Big Ass Runner. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I get comments and emails and messages on Instagram. And those positive words are the way that we keep going. As long as, again, we've always said this, as long as we're adding value, encouraging and entertaining the everyday runner, we will keep going. So thanks to all of you who who reach out. And hey, if you would like to do an intro, I would love for you to do one. Email me at jeff at bigassrunner.com and go to pathprojects.com and get those graphic t-shirts. They are on sale for 20% off while they left. hope they still are by the time you get there. They are amazing. They're amazing at full price. I'd pay more than full price, let's be honest. But they're 20% off, pathprojects.com. Well, thanks so much for listening, and a big thanks, as always, to our, our audio engineer who makes this sound so good, Steve Salami Sandwich Saunders. Yum.
Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. We have lots of amazing big ass rud, big ass runner herd members. Now you know we one of our favorite segments that we do, and we get the most feedback, or not the most. Hammer Nutrition's Montana Huckleberry, Montana Huckleberry Gel. Thomas, whose goal is to run around the circumference circumference of the world. <clears throat> Good Lord, Steve, you have to edit a lot of this out. My voice is cracking on me. She said it wasn't the, she said it wasn't the, God almighty, I can't talk. Our audio engineer who makes this sound so good, Steve, Steve. What's your nickname this week, Steve? This week it is. I need a nickname that makes people light up. You mean like Liza? (laughs) I was thinking. T-bone. But there's no T in your name. Go I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. My fingers smell like rosemary. <laughs>